Welcome to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. On the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast, I feature entrepreneurs while I discuss ways you can grow your business today. Step onto the veranda, get a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's talk shop. Let's do this. Welcome to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. Today, I'm so excited to have Stacey Blake of the Design Attic Mom blog join us today. Stacey's blog has been featured on in numerous magazines and publications as well as blogs. Particularly, she has been recently featured in Domino Kids, and she's been featured in HETV Magazine as well as Better Homes and Gardens. Welcome to the show, Stacey. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so Stacey, tell us a little bit about you as a person, um, your 411, where are you from, and what were you like as a child? Um, well, I'm, I'm Jamaican. I grew up in Jamaica. Um, as a child, I, I was probably one that you would categorize as quiet, voracious reader, maybe a bit of a social butterfly, but it would take me a while to warm up to people. But I, I was definitely um, an academic um, okay. as a child. Nice. Nice. So uh, before the interview, we were just talking a little bit about our similarities. You know, we're both Jamaican, and um, you grew up in Jamaica. What was that like growing up in um, Jamaica? Colorful. <laughs> <laughs> um, adventurous. There was never a dull moment in my childhood. I, I always tell people, you know, I, I guess, you could say I'm from humble beginnings, but I would never trade it for anything else. My mom, and even to this day, she's a very hard worker, um, sometimes working two jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, but our education was almost, was always important and at the forefront for her. So she never um, skimmed in that area. We always got the best education and I guess I'm reaping the results of that today (laughs) um but yes my yeah my childhood was filled with love not always the latest in fashion but the funny thing is that I never even noticed what I was lacking I never I never felt like I was lacking anything filled with love and um lots of cousins (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah but I would, I would yeah. never trade that at all. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm from a big family, too. My my mom had um, – my grandparents had 16 children. So there are always lots of cousins. So I know what you're talking about. It's a great experience. Yes, it is. Um, never – you know, you're, you're not lonely. You always have someone to talk to. You know, never a dull moment. And you started your blog, and it's very interesting that you said that growing up at Jamaica was very colorful. Because your blog is very colorful. It's a dose of colorful inspiration. And I love the fact that you put a lot of colors together that people might be afraid to put together, but it works. And it's just very happy blog that you have. Um, what made you start your blog? Uh, thank you about that color. I, I always jokingly say color is innate to me. And, of course, it has to be – it goes back to my Jamaican roots. I eat, sleep, drink color. <laughs> so um, I can't imagine not living with color. And I, for the blog, I I was on maternity leave, actually. And I 
just started, I discovered blogs and I mm -hmm. started reading um, blogs and just that idea formed about starting a blog. And because I was on maternity leave and my um, then firstborn Zion, I remember throwing this really extravagant <laughs> uh, birthday party, you know, how first-time moms oh, do yeah. um, over the top. But a lot of it was DIY-inspired, and um, a lot of the details were DIY. And I had the idea of showcasing that on the blog. And I was surprised the interest from readers, and that I believe that might have been my very first post. And then from mm. there, I would showcase projects and just write about the details on the blog. And then the audience would grow, and it just kind of progressed from there into what it is today. So let's talk about that first time you did your post. I I, I didn't see that first post, um, but it was like a first time. It was your son's first birthday party? Yes. Okay. So what was it like for you to share your personal life with the blogosphere? Because I know sometimes, I struggle with that sometimes, like how much do I share? So what was that experience like for you the first time you made your post? For, for that first post, I was just sharing details of the birthday party. It wasn't very personal. Um, well, personal in the sense that it's about my child, but it was mostly about the party. So I, okay. and and then that was in the early day of blogging when um, your audience wasn't so critical and mm -hmm. um, not like they are today. Um, so I, <laughs> I really wasn't hesitant <laughs> um, at that time. I was just sharing, you know, look what I did. I had this idea um, and maybe you could uh, imitate that too, you know, something that you could get on a budget. So that that was the the standpoint for that blog post, just presenting those ideas, pack a big punch, but not for such expensive amounts of money. Right, and you've been blogging for ten years, right? Yes, and sometimes yeah. I forget <laughs> it's been that long. Um, but yes, it's definitely been about, or maybe a little bit over ten years. Okay. So how would you how would you describe the beginning of blogging? Because you were there from the beginning because blogging started to get really popular in 2007, 2008, mm -hmm. 2009, 2010. Yeah. And how would you compare it to now? And how have you changed as a person with your blogging? Right. Um, well, then, you know, it, it now it's, it's really saturated as far as um, what's out there for content. Um, then it was emerging and evolving. Um, I found also the networking was was great then, and that network helped to build blogs. So, mm -hmm. you know, we were, if you're part of a network, which is always a great idea, if you're thinking about blogging, get traffic to your blog, which is your ultimate goal. So networking is definitely very important. And for me, definitely quality over quantity. I think many people think they have to blog every day, but if what your if your content is not useful, then you're wasting your time. Mm -hmm. So I 
I would definitely, whether it was back in the day or now, definitely stay focused on quality over quantity. Right. And uh, definitely, so when people do see your latest blog post, it's something they look forward to rather than every day you're posting something that means nothing to them. Exactly, yes. At least mm-hmm. that's what I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> so how often um, do you typically update your blog? Well, uh, now I'm probably not being such a great role model in that department because I just um, – typically I'll I'll try and update the blog when I'm blogging regularly. Um, mm-hmm. At least I'll try and have at least five posts per month. Okay. Um, Sometimes more if, you know, sometimes I may have sponsored posts um, dedicated um, to a certain time time frame. So it may be more, but um, I haven't, unfortunately, been able to update as much. And that's not a bad thing in this case. I'm just generating um, elsewhere at the moment. <laughs> yeah. But yes, yes. I would say, um, well, for me, I, I at least try to update the blog at least um, five times per month. And yeah. it could be more depending on um, my schedule. Yeah. And then you're also, like, doing other things um, that you mentioned a little bit of. So um, that might be taking away from your blog itself, but you're in other places. Uh, exactly. So, yeah. So so you started your blog, say, in 2010. When did you realize that, okay, I think I have a business here? When did it hit you that, okay, I think this is some, there's something here? Um, well, I I started getting, um, I was being approached um, by brands um, before I was even thinking of monetizing the blog. And then I started realizing, hey, you know, there are people who value your input and what you create um and obviously you're doing something right um so i started making that transition from thinking hey this is a hobby and taking it to the business um making you know the business model so no longer a hobby but now it's a business although right. still still not taking the fun out of it um but yes, um, yeah. when, when I when when I was approached and that that um, interest was expressed and the light bulb went off and um, now now it's a business. So now that you have this amazing uh, business of, of you know your influencer, a design influencer, what is your typical day like running Design Attic Mom and everything that you do with it? Goodness, it's. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question because um, I know people always talk about balance and that's something I'm still struggling with um, because at the moment I am, uh, I I don't have an assistant, which I am definitely thinking about adding in the near future. But the, the business of running the blog is, I would say it, I don't want to use the term time-consuming because then that means it insinuates that it's not fun. But yes, mm-hmm. the administrative, the administrative aspect. Um, I'm great with the creative, but also you have to be sure to keep up with the paperwork. Um, 
so yes, it does. It it's difficult, especially when you're a mom of three mm-hmm. and also a teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so keeping up with everything, you know, self care is very important. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, but yes, it's um, it's it's important to try and find balance. I'm working on that. So you were saying that part of your business, your design addict blog, you know, you do you create content, but you also, yes. um, what are some other uh, things that you do under that umbrella? Well, most of what I do, whether it's, it, it, it still goes back to creating content. I've done some virtual design, but that's not that the main focus of design addict mom, virtual e-design. Um, a lot of what I'm currently doing is, as a stylist, mm-hmm. but still under that umbrella of creating content. So I could be styling my bathroom or um, re- renovating an area in my home, but ultimately it's probably going to be on the blog or I'm going to post about it on Instagram as some in some kind of state of content. So mm-hmm. I'm still under that big umbrella of content creator. And I know mm-hmm. influencer, which is a term I'm not necessarily fond of, but okay. <laughs> I've acquired that label. <laughs> I'm under that big umbrella of digital content creator. Yeah. And I must say that um, you had a feature on ATTV, your Christmas feature uh, was amazing. I really love the double wreath and your colorful Christmas tree. But it was like very psychedelic pinks and greens. It was really pretty. Um, and I just want to know, like, what is it like living in a content-created home, you know, for for you? Because everything's content-driven. How is it for yes. you, like, <laughs> creating <laughs> Maybe that Maybe if you ask my, my husband that, he, he would say, to, uh, I remember him recently saying to someone, well, not anymore, but it's it's like, as a creator, though, you are you have so many ideas. And um, I guess my home is like a lab. Right. Um, That's a good way of putting con- it. I like that. Yeah, yeah, like a lab. You're always creating something new. You have an idea. You want to experiment. <laughs> right, right. Uh, to see if this works. Um, so, yes, I, I, I'm i always creating something. Yeah. And I, I, I never shy away from trying this in trying an idea in my home whether it's color or wallpaper you know you can always change it right um, that can, so um yeah my home I guess you would say is, is like a lab um in that sense but it's still our home and still warm the right the children love to live here I'm right. driving them crazy with all these changes <laughs> <laughs> um but it was I think that that feature you mentioned was in I believe Better Homes and Gardens. Oh better and they reflected how how we how we live, you know. Um right. our Christmas trees are always colorfully adorned. Right. Um, there's always color. So yeah. um, that was a great feature. Yeah, and your fiddle leaf fig plant <laughs> is huge and you've kept yeah. it healthy and I love that you chronicalize the journey of this plant. So what what I like about your blog is that um, not only do you show the beauty of every day, but you also show the beauty of every day in other 
other design around the blogosphere. So you really do a, a good curation of just overall good design, whether it's in your home or elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So I think you have a really good balance of that as well. Thank you. Yeah. I was just saying it's about community. Um, uh, my readers don't necessarily all like color, so I showcase a myriad of styles that might appeal um, across the board. And and it's a community, and I, I like showcasing others' work. And, you know, I'm happy you brought up community. How do you think um, building a community has uh, played in growing your readership and um, just, like, cementing your role as a influencer and a designer in the blog world? I, I think it's it's important to always bring in that human element. Um, we're not robots. And people, when they, you know, sometimes on Instagram, everything is portrayed as this pristine, mm-hmm. um, this unrealistic point right. of view. And people don't want that. They want to mm-hmm. see real people. And I hope that's what I portray. And um, in when I post on Instagram, everything is authentic. It's not, um, you know, that's, this is how I live. Mm-hmm. Um, these are my plans and just this is me. So mm-hmm. I, I am hoping that connection with community is made and there is that trust. I'm mm-hmm. not pretending to be something that I am not. Right. um, I think that's a disconnect. There's a disconnect there when people, of course, you're not going to get on Instagram and you're not going to. And I'm using Instagram as an example because that's a popular um, social media platform. And people always talk about Instagram. So you're not going to be a Debbie Downer on Instagram. People want to be happy and Mm -hmm. get away from depression or if they're having a bad day, so they get on Instagram hoping to be cheered up. But at the same time, you also want to be authentic. I think that's the term, authenticity. Right. That's what I strive for. And it shows. And I think I, I think that's definitely why you're so successful at what you do is because people feel as if they know you just by your posts, which um, is pretty good <laughs> because sometimes yeah. it, it, some of the uh, blogs may come across as so corporate. That is lost exactly. his soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So for some of the listeners now who may have white walls, <laughs> no artwork, <laughs> and they look at your blog and they're like, man, how do I get that done? What right. are some advice you could give to them of, like, where to start? Yes. And I, I know, and, and like I said before, you know, my injection of color, so to speak, might not be everyone's cup of tea. Um, but yes, you can just start with accessories. You know, colorful pillows may be a rug that brings your color scheme together in a space, or um, an accent wall. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you wanted to um, make that little a, a small tra- transition into color without taking a full leap um, on a wall, you could do an accent wall. Um, nowadays, the color blocking is very popular. Um, I've noticed those geometric shapes um, of color on a wall, just that shape. Um, I, I think that's cool, too. That's a great way to inject some color. Um, if you are timid and, and don't want to take that big leap initially, 
And I'm also a fan of painted doors. Like I paint, I've done, I've painted a number of doors in my home. Mm-hmm. And I find that just a painted door is also another great way to add some color into a space. So it doesn't have to be a full-blown um, affair of all painted, the walls all painted. If you're not ready for that, you could start small, you know, accessories, and, accent wall, etc. And I'm happy wallpaper made a comeback. So I, that, I think that's probably another good way to just inject oh, some definitely. color. Yes, and and now they have those removable, reusable um, wallpaper. So, you know, you don't like it, you can just take it off, especially if you're renting, um, mm-hmm. you won't damage your walls. But definitely I'm a big fan of wallpaper. Um, great way to inject color, too. And those are easy to use, the removable wallpaper, aren't they? Yes, yes. Okay. Well, in my opinion, I think. In your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I guess um, how much, you know, elbow grease can people use to just fix up their house? Do you think they have to hire someone all the time? Or do you think they could just, you know, even if they don't know much, they could just give it a try? Um, I, I think it depends on the um, your level of discipline and um, the 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 project. Um, mm-hmm. I there's some things I I'll I'll, I'll say just hire a professional mm-hmm. um, because you want the outcome to be just right, and if that's not something you're comfortable with. Um, you don't want to end up doing it yourself and then having to hire someone to come right. in and fix what you did. So it's mm-hmm. ending up being more expensive. But I paint. I paint. Um, I, I think I'm very good at painting, and that's something I do. But okay. if I'm doing a project, I am going to – I have a wallpaper person who does all my wallpaper projects, Um I hire out um, mm-hmm. because I may not feel, well, I know. One, I don't have the time, possibly, and the other, there is a professional who is better at possibly um, laying tile, for example. But if it's something that you think you're able to do, I would say go for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know- I know there are many people who have successfully laid tile and wallpapers. And they've done a fab job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's my ministry. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I remember I tried to paint and I was like, oh gosh, this is not me because I I start to get very impatient and you have to be very precise. And yes. so I I just rather just pay someone to do it because I I get very impatient with it. But I like the end result. Right, and that's the yeah. thing, you know, if you don't have the patience. And you start something, and you're like, man, I what, what was I thinking? Exactly. I do enjoy painting, and I I am now. I um, my husband always says, yeah, you could you could probably get another job um, as a painter because I don't even tape. I'm so proud wow. to say that wow. I don't tape. Yeah. 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 Dad, you know, just as an aside, my dad had a furniture business for many years, and he's mm-hmm. 82, and going back to the lab. And every, every time I go to the house, he's always doing something new. So I don't think that creative processes ever ends. You know, it's just something it that doesn't. just continues. It doesn't. You exactly. Know. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. that's good to hear. 
So for some people who are listening and they're like, man, you know, Stacey's really inspired me. I think I'm going to start a blog. And um, But it's not 2010 anymore, right? It's not 2008. Right. It's 2020. Do you think there's still room for new blogs out there? And um, do, do you think if they do decide to start a blog, what are some tips you could give to them? Yeah, I, I think um, there is room, um, you know, just um, – it will it will take some work. It, it won't be immediate. I know sometimes you start a blog and you're you're looking for immediate gratification. Um, you want to think about why you're starting a blog and um, what what is what is it that your blog is going to what service is your blog offering? Um, who are you targeting? And then you, you kind of create your content around that. And also, don't if you want to see what's working, but also have a unique voice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't try and mimic the next blogger. You, of course, you want to see what's working, what a successful blogger is doing. But have a unique voice. Be yourself. Network. I can't stress that enough. Um, networking is definitely up there as far as um, for the success of your blog. And be consistent. And just like I said before, uh, quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great advice. And what's next for Design Addict Mom? Well, <laughs> um, well, the first step I'm going to, um, and I mentioned it earlier, I definitely need a team because the blog has grown so much that I realize um, that I, I do need. And my husband does help me, mm-hmm. um, but he's, you know, regularly away. But I I need to get a team, maybe two people, um, mm-hmm. to um, help me with the running of the blog. Who knows? One day I might even have a book. That's not far-fetched. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. So, yeah. But um, I'm I'm just you know it's it's been great and even amidst the pandemic and everything that's happening, um, you know the the progress and the the work, you know it. I, I really I I I'd have to say it's been a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that uh, the pandemic may even help you because people are fixing up their home. Right yes, now, and, and yeah, and much of what I do is virtual. You know, I guess you could say that it has helped. Now, does North yeah. Carolina have like a big design? Um, I mean, where you are in North Carolina, is there a lot of design work going on, and is it a very creative area? Um, where I am is it's up and coming. Okay. Um, the the downtown area has seen a revitalization. Okay. To speak. Um, so yeah, I would say it's up and coming, and I I have somewhat found a niche here. Okay. Um, of similar-minded people, and not all in interior design, but still creative minds. Right. Um, right. So yeah, photographers, makers. So yeah, up and coming, and I'm 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 really proud of of the work that's happening and the revitalization of the area. That's awesome. 
All right. So now we're going into the rapid fire questions. And this is when listeners get to know a little bit about you as a person. So um, the first question I have, uh, this is a question I ask because, one, you're Jamaican, so I know you know a good mango. And two, <laughs> a favorite mango um, tells a lot about a person, right? So Oh, goodness. <laughs> talking about um is that a caribbean book or no okay well i was going to say i re i really liked um growing up or even as an adult the lonely londoners i think i've always heard about that book i need to read it a lot of my family members about it yes um i i love that and of course um i like other books like the alchemist we've I've read that several times and god i mean my book list goes on and on um, yeah what what is the lonely londoners about well it's you know let me i think i can probably forage into the into my library here i'm going to walk over okay um, but i believe the author is uh, Samuel Selvan. Okay. And and if, and if you hear anything in the background, that's my daughter. But, oh, it's um, okay. It's okay. <laughs> We're wrapping up. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna. Look I, that I was up. looking for the summary, but it, I was just going to read you what it said from the from the back of the book, but it, it's hiding from me right now. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I'm gonna look it up and I'm gonna read it because you're. Probably one of the ten people my, from my family have always talked about that book, so I have to read it. The yes, Lonely and Londoners. I was just looking at it recently because, oh, goodness, I can't find it right now. But it's like, I think you would enjoy it. It's a great read. Okay, so I have to read it. Yeah. All right, your favorite vacation spot. Wow. Depending on the mood. Well, I would, you know, I was hoping to visit Jamaica recent, you know, but... I know. Like this COVID. year. Yeah. Um, but COVID kind of messed that up. I always enjoy going to Jamaica. Yeah. I mean, there's just something liberating about going back to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, but on my wish list, uh, I've never been to Greece, so I would love to go. But uh, I I really do enjoy going back to Jamaica. Does that sound yeah. Bias. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's a great place um, to be. It's a great place to be. Yeah, I, I like, I like going to Jamaica, and I would love to be in Portland right now. Mm. Um, yeah. So, 
Yeah, I would, I would say Jamaica. Yeah. And I've, I've lived in Europe and I do love Paris and we lived in Italy for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's just something special about going back to Jamaica. Having uh, a Julie Mango. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, some, yeah. Some jerk. Oh, oh man. And some yeah, fried fish yeah. and festivals. And some yeah. fried fish, some bummy. Oh. oh man. Yeah, we were supposed to go this year, but COVID had other plans. I know. COVID definitely <laughs> messed up most of us in that area. Yeah. All right, so next question is coffee or tea? Both. Oh, both. Okay. okay. I know. You've never. You've probably never heard this. <laughs> no. But I, I start no. my day with coffee and I end it with tea. Okay. So, yeah, I um I, I have tea every night, decaf. Mm-hmm. Um, before bed, but I start my morning with coffee, and throughout the day I might have another cup or two. But yeah, okay. Um, I mean, I guess if I were to choose, I would say coffee. But I do mm-hmm. have both, so okay. my day involves coffee and tea. Yeah, I can see that. What surprised yeah. you the most about entrepreneurship? Hmm. I, I don't know if it's a surprise per se you know I knew I knew it would be hard work I I would have to say the people I've met mm, okay um, the, the the network not not the the part not the work part because I anticipated all of that but not I didn't anticipate the path that it took okay um, the turns the people you know the opportunities that um have arisen um, because of, you know, me deciding to go this route. Right. Um, so definitely the people, yeah, the network. Yeah. And the last question is, if you could spend an afternoon with anyone on the veranda, living or deceased, who would it be? Now I was wondering, do I have to choose someone, or just one person? Because it's I have, a, like, a number of people I would love to do this with. Okay, um, you think you have a number of people? <laughs> uh, well, definitely. I haven't, you know, COVID again. But family members, my mother, although I saw her in January. My grandmother, she's deceased. There, I always wish I had more time with her. Oh, uh, um, yeah. And... um you know, I, recently I was talking about her around a mortar, um, um, beating coffee beans to make coffee. Like oh, wow. that image of her is always so vivid. Um, so I would definitely love to be able to sit on a veranda with my grandmother. With oh, some man. Coffee. <laughs> oh, God. You know, I have great memories of her and... Um, Maybe she influenced my, my love of coffee, too. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You you almost made me shed a tear on that one because, um, oh. my, yeah, my grandmother, she's from St. Elizabeth, and she, they used to grow mm-hmm. coffee. And I remember my first time really meeting her was on a veranda. And, um, yeah, just brought back a lot of memories. Yeah. So. Yeah. Imagine that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Stacey. How can um, listeners learn more about you and follow your journey and look out for that book that will be coming one day? 
Yes, let's speak it into existence. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, so, um, I'm I'm regularly on Instagram at Designatic Mom, um, and I you know I do post on the blog. It's sporadic right now, but it will level out once once my schedule has. <laughs> right. But yes, I'm I'm regularly on Instagram. However, so um, that's a great place to find me and see what I'm up to. And thank you so much for joining me this Sunday. <laughs> and um, Thank you for having forward, me. <laughs> I look forward to hearing more about you. Thanks so much. Just stay yes, on the line. Thank you. Okay. All right, one okay. minute.